0: Good morning. Today is Thursday, the 10th of October, 2019. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 131 and 132, 2 Kings 23 4 through 25, 1 Corinthians 12 1 through 11, and the Gospel of Matthew 9 18 through 26. Send out your light and your truth that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Mother, to set forth her praise, to hear her holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship her, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by her infinite goodness and mercy. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning. Is now and will be forever. Amen. God is spirit and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Be joyful in the lady all you lands. Serve the lady with gladness and come before her presence with a song. Know this, the lady herself is God. She herself has made us and we are hers. We are her people and the sheep of her pasture. Enter her gates with thanksgiving, go into her courts with praise, give thanks to her and call upon her name. For the lady is good, her mercy is everlasting, and her faithfulness endures from age to age. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Psalm 131. O Lady, my heart is not lifted up, my eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. But I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother. My soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lady from this time on and forevermore. Psalm 132 O lady, remember in David's favor all the hardships he endured, how he swore to the lady and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob, I will not enter my house or get into my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the lady, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. We heard of it in Ephrath. We found it in the fields of Jaar. Let us go to her dwelling place. Let us worship at her footstool. Rise up, O lady, and go to your resting place, you in the ark of your might. Let your priestesses be clothed with righteousness. Let your faithful shout for joy. For your servant David's sake, do not turn away the face of your anointed one. The lady swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my decrees that I shall teach them, their sons also forevermore shall sit on your throne. For the lady has chosen Zion, she has desired it for her habitation. This is my resting place forever. Here I will reside, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless its provisions, I will satisfy its poor with bread. Its priestesses I will clothe with salvation, and its faithful will shout for joy. There I will cause a horn to sprout up for David. I have prepared a lamp for my anointed one. His enemies I will clothe with disgrace. But on him his crown will gleam. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Second Kings twenty-three, four through twenty five. The king commanded the high priest, Hilkiah, the priests of the second order, and the guardians of the threshold, to bring out of the temple of the lady all of the vessels made for Baal, for Asherah, and for all the hosts of heaven. He burned them outside Jerusalem in the fields of the Kidron, and carried their ashels to Bethel. He deposed the idolatrous priests, whom the kings of Judah had ordained, to make offerings in the high places at the cities of Judah and around Jerusalem. Those also who made offerings to Baal, to the sun, to the moon, the constellations, and all the hosts of the heavens. He brought out the image of Asherah from the house of the lady outside Jerusalem to the Wadi Kadron, burned it at the Wadi Kadron, beat it to dust, and threw the dust of it upon the graves of the common people. He broke down the houses of the male temple prostitutes that were in the house of the lady, where the women did weaving for Asherah. He brought all the priests out of the towns of Judah, and defiled the high places where the priests had made offerings, from Geba to Beersheba. He broke down the high places of the gates that were at the entrance of the gate of Joshua the governor of the city, which were on the left at the gate of the city. The priests of the high places, however, did not come up to the altar of the lady in Jerusalem, but ate unleavened bread among their kindred. He defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of Behinnom, so that no one would make a son or a daughter pass through fire as an offering to Moloch. He removed the horses that the kings of Judah had dedicated to the sun. At the entrance to the house of the lady, by the, cham- by the chamber of the eunuch Nethanmelech, which was in the precincts, then he burned the chariots of the sun with fire. The altars on the roof of the upper chamber of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, And the altars that Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of God. He pulled down from there and broke into pieces and threw the rubble into the Wadi Kadron. The king defiled the high places that were east of Jerusalem, to the south of the Mount of Destruction, which King, king Solomon of Israel had built for Astarte, the abomination of the Sidonians, for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites, He broke the pillars in pieces, cut down the sacred poles, and covered the sites with human bones. Moreover, the altar at Bethel, the high place erected by Jeroboam, son of Nebat, who caused Israel to sin, he pulled down that altar along with the high place. He burned the high place, crushing it to dust. He also burned the sacred pole. As Josiah turned, he saw the tombs there on the mount, and he sent and took the bones out of the tombs and burned them on the altar and defiled it according to the word of god that the man of god proclaimed when jeroboam stood by the altar at the festival he turned and looked up at the tomb of the man of god who had predicted these things then he said what is that monument that i see the people of the city told him it is the tomb of the man of god who came from judah and predicted these things that you have done against the altar at bethel he said let him rest let no one move his bones So they let his bones alone, with the bones of the prophet who came out of Samaria. Moreover, Josiah removed all the shrines of the high places that were in the towns of Samaria, which kings of Israel had made, provoking provoking God to anger. He did to them just as he had done at Bethel. He slaughtered on the altars all the priests of the high places who were there and burned human bones on them. Then he returned to Jerusalem. The king commanded all the people— keep the passover to God as prescribed in the book of the Co- covenant as prescribed in this book of the covenant no such passover had been kept since the days of the judges who judged Israel even during all the days of the kings of Israel and of the kings of Judah but in the 18th in the 18th year of king Josiah this passover was kept to the Lord in Jerusalem Moreover, Josiah put away the mediums, wizards, teraphim, idols, and all the abominations that were seen in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem, so that he established the words of the law that were written in the book that the priest Hilkiah had found in the house of God. Before him there was no king like him, who turned to God with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle O, oh, a song of the heavenly city. I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the God of surpassing strength and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to light it, for the glory of God shines on it, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light the nation shall walk, and the rulers of the world lay their honor and glory there. Its gates shall never be shut by day, nor shall there be any night. Into it they will bring the honor and glory of nations. I saw the clean river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The tree of life spanned the river, giving fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. All curses cease where the throne of God and the Lamb stands, and all servants give worship there. There they will see God's face, whose name shall be on their foreheads. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray by idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, Let Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle S, A Song of Our True Nature Christ revealed our frailty and our falling, our trespasses and our humiliations. Christ also revealed his blessed power, his blessed wisdom and love. He protects us as tenderly and as sweetly when we are in greatest need. He raises us in spirit and turns everything to glory and joy without ending. God is the ground and the substance, the very essence of nature. God is the true father and mother of natures. We are all bound to God by nature, and we are all bound to God by grace. And this grace is for all the world, because it is our precious mother, Christ. For this fair nature was prepared by Christ for the honor and nobility of all, and for the joy and bliss of salvation. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of Our Mother Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, gracious Christ. Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came in and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for twelve years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned, and seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, Go away, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand. And the girl got up. And the report of this spread throughout that district. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Mother Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God, open our mouths that we may lift our voices and join in the never-ending and universal song of healing and reconciliation and joyful worship that resounds through heaven and all through your creation. All things joining together with a common universal love. Amen. Let us, as we have been, use the Litany for Healing from Enriching Our Worship Volume to Ministry with the Sick or Dying and Burial of a Child. And give me just a moment. I have to re-find it. I don't have my copy with all the marks in it because, as usual, (laughs) I have given it away. I think this is going to be one of those materials that I buy over and over again. We're going to use the litany on page 33. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. Let's audibly name here those for whom we're interceding. I'm going to pause the recording. I haven't mentioned it yet, but I think this is a good pause point to do so, but I'm saying this prayer from a park near, uh, well, a park in Western New York, and the colors are here. And although it's so hard to find any place where you can't hear the sound of cars driving on some road nearby, it is fairly quiet here, quiet enough to hear the leaves falling. And I've taken off my sneakers and have my feet in the dirt and i'm sitting and using for a table on a long fallen log that's covered in green moss and i feel quite rooted to that universal creation that i spoke of in our prayers we opened for litany or for saying the litany so that all being said and having hopefully given you some context today or at least shared with you my context let us lift up those for whom we pray God the mother your will for all people is health and salvation we praise you and thank you O oh God God, the Son, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to the dying peace and a holy death, and uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O God of life. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Hear us, O God of life. Heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of life and health, send your blessing on all who are sick and upon those who minister to them, that all weakness may be vanquished by the triumph of the risen Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Let us say some particular prayers. For those who are developmentally disabled, giver of all grace, we pray your peace, which passes all understanding, for those who are developmentally disabled, grant that they may always be sustained in love, their gifts honored and their difficulties understood, that none may add to their troubles. We ask this in the name of the one who comforted those who were troubled in mind, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. And we're going to do something a little bit differently, I think. We're going to use the prayers for use by a sick person and enter into... The universal suffering which is the counter to the universal joy in which we all share and we are going to pray for ourselves and for others as though we are because we are one community oh god the source of all health so fill my heart with faith and so fill our hearts with faith in your love that with calm expectancy we may make room for your power to possess us and gracefully accept your healing through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Jesus, by your patience and suffering, you hallowed earthly pain and gave us the example of obedience to your mother's will. Be near me in my time of weakness and pain. Sustain me by your grace, that our strength and courage may not fail. Heal us according to your will and help us always to believe what happens to us here is of little account since you hold us in eternal life. Our gracious God, creator, redeemer, restorer, and everything. This is another day, O God. We know not what it will bring forth, but make us ready, God, for whatever it may be. If we are to stand up, help us to stand bravely. If we are to sit still, help us to sit quietly. If we are to lie low, help us to do it patiently. And if we are to do nothing, let us do it gallantly. Make these words more than words and give us the spirit of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to go off script now and pray some particular prayers for certain concerns that have been lifted in my life from many different sources. Dear God, I pray for all of us who are seeking stability and safety and grounding. May we know that you are the source of all these things. May we be rooted completely in your spirit that we may know your perfect peace. Let us so tap into your presence that we feel such a unity with you, and we draw from the well of faith and love that is relationship with you, that is the essence of your Holy Spirit. And acting from that place, transform our lives, know ourselves and you authentic and immortal. And work cooperatively cooperatively with you to transform, the world in which we live your creation which you gifted to us and dwell in within us and dwell in with us closer and closer to what you envisioned it we know not the unsearchable expanses of your vision, O God, for you can see more and in ways that we cannot see. But we know also that we have been evolving from the beginning, that our faith and our understanding is growing, that over the thousands of years and more, since before we could record things or communicate things, since before we had any of those qualities, we have been continually moving forward with you. Let us continue on that journey. Let us, with our ever-increasing wisdom and knowledge given to us by you, wrap our understanding around the next transformation. We can understand more now than we could then, and let us make use of it. God, we understand have done and have been subject to terrible wrongs in this world. We have pillaged and we have been raped. We have abused and we have been mistreated. Let us forgive and be forgiven and move forward. Let us know your holy restoration which is more than a rewinding and a making us what we were, but a using as one would use raw materials to make art. A using of all of our experience to transform us, enlighten us and awaken us. And Lord, shield us when the rawness of being awakened Is too painful when as we surely will we regress let it not be too far catch us as a dear friend catches another who stumbles on the trail and lead us forward companionably guided by your Holy Spirit Let us progress in faith and love, dear God. Amen. Thank you for indulging me, and I apologize if I ramble or if I am incoherent. As always, you are completely gracious to me, and I thank you very much. I'd like to share a few words on our readings today. First in our psalms and I'm sorry if my pronouns get awkward I'm I'm just searching this through I'm trying to figure it out and figure what works and what heals and so I hope that that's not distracting to you. Psalm 131 really spoke to me today for I feel that here in the woods I am in my own cradle of creation and I rest here on this log feet in this earth with the moss and the leaves and the wood deeply in the arms of my true mother, our creator. And I'm going to be honest and vulnerable and and transparent in all of those things here when I say that I struggle to quiet my soul even here in this beautiful and restful place. And so I lay that before God And I pray, as I think is in the spirit of Psalm 132, or at least as I interpret it in this moment, for us to find God, which one wouldn't think would be hard since God is everywhere. But let us find God and rest with God, even for just a moment. For God is timeless. And in that split second of restful and restorative peace can fill us to overflowing. Let's just take a minute here. You, God. I feel not an ethereal but a very grounded, awaited peace descend on me as I pray here with you in this place, and I am thankful for answered prayers, friends. So often, the prayer that I have at the beginning of this time together finds its answer before I've ended the recording. Thank you for creating with me this sacred and safe space. I really, I am blessed and I hope that you are too. All right, our reading from King's. So, this is about religious reforms. At least in my viewpoint, this is about religious reforms. Where all of the idols are cast down and destroyed. And the priests are dispelled, or, or slaughtered actually. Um, and the sanctuary is defiled so they can no longer be used for for worship. And And then the king observes the Passover which hasn't been kept since the days of the judges and I, I don't know exactly how long that's been but basically we can look at this as a as a breaking down and then a rebuilding so he like raises the the ground and and tears it all down and then and then rebuilds so this is a restoring but it's also something new and it's reassuring in a strange way to me in verse 25, where we hear that before him, there was no king like him. More um, referring to Josiah here. Uh, and who turned to God with all his heart, with all his soul and with all his might, according to the law of Moses, nor did any like him arise after him. And that includes David. So it's reassuring in two ways to me. One it already tells me that this is not a standard that I am expected to achieve but then too it tells me that it gives me space to be different and I would say here too that, that the law of Moses expanded, evolved, transformed was both redeemed and expanded by Jesus, and so, too, does our faith and the expression of that faith expand. So that helps me so much get out of my formulaic mindset and opens the space for me to discover a new expression of faith and a new way of restoring faith and working in community to heal and be healed. our new testament reading from corinthians i think is paired very well with this because it tells us about our different gifts that work together and my commentary tells me that this is a bit of a response to a an unbalanced or like extravagantly weighted valuing of speaking in tongues so Paul here is saying, like, he draws, I think he draws a parallel here. You were led astray by pagans and idols before. Now you are being led astray with good intention into this this unbalanced look at faith and gifts. And so here, let me let me gently redirect you and remind you that, as verse 4 says, there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit and there are varieties of services but the same God and there are varieties of activities but it is the same God who activates all of them and everyone to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good so it is it is simple but it is true and we often forget it all of our gifts are derived from the same source from God all of our Activities in God are derived from the same spirit. All of these things draw from that wellspring of faith and love that we mentioned before. And there is not only space for them all to be different, but it is with godly design that they are all different. And they come together like this beautiful mosaic. Each one of us bringing our little perhaps jagged, perhaps smooth, perhaps symmetrical, perhaps not little piece varying color and shape and size and when we place them together it make it creates this beautiful comprehensive vision but if even one of those is missing we feel the lack and so it is not just that there is enough room it, it is that the room is specifically designed to hold all of these pieces together and and they and can can you continue going on and expanding forever and forever but no one of them is worth more than another and I know that sounds really simplistic to say but I still think that we struggle maybe not with overvaluing speaking in tongues as did the Corinthians but with overvaluing other gifts like It is tempting for us to think of the priest as the star of the show, or the pastor maybe, since not all of you are Episcopalians or Catholics, right? Whatever verbage you use, think of the minister as the star of the show on Sundays. And any one part of that as, let's take the sermon for example, and the sermon as the um, focal point for everything. Well, that is not necessarily the case. All of those gifts brought, the altar servers who, who prepare the table for communion, the um, the readers who read the word of God to us, all of these are such important pieces. And then beyond that, all of those who serve in the church. And not only does each church have a different mission and they should, a different focus, but also each within the church. and. I was at a retreat last weekend and I was speaking with a deacon there about um, spiritual gifts and she was telling me that she really doesn't think and I quite agree with her because in all the years that I've been in church no one has ever done this with me so I think it's fairly safe to assume it's its not that common. We don't do enough like guiding and discerning of spiritual gifts with our folks. Um, And I think that's really important, and I think it applies not just in church, but in life. One of my main complaints about a job I had a few years ago was that there was no consideration given to putting the right person in the right position. It was more like, here's a butt, here's an empty seat, let's put the butt in the seat. And that, I think, sets us up for inefficiency at best, failure at worst. Whereas when we can take a step back and take time with and encourage folks to take time with us and with themselves because we have to know ourselves both in, in kind of aloneness with God and with our own persons but then also in community, right? Because when we interact together, it is, it is different than when we are on our own, right? But we, take, we should be taking all of that into account Having all of these discussions, having, um, I don't want to say training, but something of the sort to help us discern our giftedness and then really applying that giftedness where it can best be effective in our organizations, including our churches, even in our families. You know, we've talked about this briefly before that. We have these designated roles and they don't always work because if you're gifted at something that's outside of your expected prescribed societal norm and you don't get to use it, like we're all missing out on that. So I think here we can definitely learn this, that that we can give space to each other for a new way. And then we should be intentional about entering into that space in um, a guided and discerning way. So I forgive me again for rambling. I'm sorry, I guess I'm just super rambly today and um, let's move on to our gospel reading here so here we have several things happening The, the leader of the synagogue comes and asks Jesus out of really wonderful faith to heal his daughter to raise her from the dead and Then a woman suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years touches his cloak. What I want to say about that is what speaks to me in the moment is however it is that we tap into God's power, whether it is, and it it could be different in different moments, whether it is sitting here on a log with my feet in the dirt, or holding the hand of a loved one, or receiving anointing with oil, or whatever it is. There is space for that. God doesn't pick just one way to reach us. And so this woman touched the fringe of Jesus' cloak. This girl was taken by the hand by Christ. And she was not dead but sleeping. We sometimes think that there is no hope left. That the self or loved one or or hope or dream, is completely dead and gone. But in God, we realize that all things are possible. As trite as it sounds, it is absolutely true. And that we can be awakened. And I think that this is a time, for some, of nightmarish sleeping. But we should have faith that God can awaken even even the one who is sleeping so hard that they look dead to us. God can just take us by the hand and lift us up and into new life. May we be open to God and God alone in that awakening and be led by God, God's self, into that new life. I want to say here, too, that just as we tap into God's healing in different ways, so, too, does God's healing work in us in different ways. In this case, the woman was instantly made well. But there are many cases that are not instantaneous. Um, I have a beloved young friend who is, is going through a new treatment, and it is my prayer that though this has been a long and terrible and suffering-laden path, it will be to much good that this this new treatment that seems, praise God, to be working in him may bring all kinds of data to the research of doctors so that they know how to apply it with great success for others. And I do believe that applied with the Spirit, all of our suffering can be made into a success for us as a greater human community, for others, for creation. God, just give me the words. I feel like I am just not speaking clearly today, so please translate for me. I feel that I cannot do it myself in this moment, and so I ask for you to do it for me. Then the last thing from our reading is that the report of this healing of the girl, despite the derision and disbelief of those around, was observed and reported and spread throughout that district. I think often we keep the report of healing to ourselves. Um, We're more willing to ask for the prayers than we are to share the praises. And I don't know if that's a warped humility or if it's an embarrassment. But I ask that whatever the reason, we may share with each other reports of healing and learn from each other, and perhaps even be paths to healing for each other. You know, I have bushwhacked this path through the wilderness. When I was in the wilderness, it felt like I was alone. But then I was able to meet up with a friend and say listen i have found this path let us travel it together you are not alone so that's that's what i have to say about the readings today and i ask your forgiveness both for my incoherence today and i pray that that god may filter that so that you glean something from our conversation this morning. And then I also ask your forgiveness that I have been absent for a while. I will be, as always, honest with you guys. I've been struggling lately. I've been struggling with my schedule. I've been struggling with my energy. I have been struggling with a preoccupation with and rumination over a difficult situation in my life. So thank you for your incredible graciousness and for meeting me here today. And I guess this is one of those moments where it really feels like you are giving to me <laughs> as opposed to me outpouring onto you. And I'm a little uncomfortable with that. I think we all are. I think we all enjoy being the giver more than the receiver. And and if I'm wrong in speaking that, then you know just hearken it up to my, that's my experience. And if it doesn't resonate with you, put it to the side and move on. But if it does, then I ask that You ask, as I am now, God's grace and stepping into the role, um, though it may be seasonal and temporary, or though it may be longer term, of being the recipient. And I think that in learning to be good recipients of each other's grace and forgiveness and healing, we find ourselves being better recipients, easier to receive the source of all healing and grace and forgiveness, that of God. God, no matter what happens, let us find ourselves resilient and ever riding the crest of the wave of momentum towards healing and wholeness and perfect unity with you. Let us find in each other echoes of and ways toward you. Amen. Let us then use the prayer of St. Francis as our prayer for mission. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.